silence. What is your relationship with silence like? Is silence a good thing to you, a, a bad thing, something that you wish you had more of, something that you run away from? If you have a very full life with kind of like me, I've got a lot of kids, I've got a job and things I like to do, um, you may find silence to be almost like a stranger, like something outside of your real your realm of your lived experience because you never have much silence in your life so so maybe silence is a stranger to you some of us might actually be afraid of silence like it really is something to run away from because it's just uncomfortable we don't like the silence so we fill the silence we fill the space with noise we have music playing we are talking we're listening to maybe a podcast, maybe an audiobook or the radio. Others might even call silence wrong because these people see the need to speak up and speak out against all the evils and injustices that they see in the world. To be silent is to be complicit in these evils and injustice so we can never be silent. Well, how many of you can say silence is actually a welcomed friend? Silence is something that I need in my life. I need space. I need silence to just sit, to listen. This year has been an intentional year of silence for me. I started out in 2022 with a silent retreat in January. And this episode of the Still Figuring It Out podcast, we are going to be talking a little bit about silence and the place of silence in our lives. Welcome back, uh, or welcome if this is the first time you've ever listened to the Still Figuring It Out podcast. My name is Kyle Sigmund, and I am the host of the Still Figuring It Out podcast because I, like many of you, have not quite figured it all out yet. I'm still figuring it out. And this episode, I want to talk about one thing that I have added to my life to my daily routine as a way to help myself process, as a way to help um, stay in contact and learn more about who I am, to process feelings, to think thoughts and maybe reevaluate thoughts. Often, the whole point is actually to get rid of thoughts all together. So as I mentioned earlier, I started out the year going on a silent retreat. So why would anyone go on a silent retreat? Well, it's a good question, but perhaps until you realize the need for silence in your life, you don't really understand why anyone would go on a silent retreat. But basically, these 
type of retreats are meant to be space to listen. And in order to listen, you have to find, uh, you have to quiet yourself. So not just not not talking externally, but also the and this is the hardest part, is to find internal silence silence of our own mind silence silencing our brain all of the mind chatter and noise have you ever been talking to someone and as you're talking as they're talking you are actually thinking about other things maybe the next thing that you want to say to them or something that they reminded you of or maybe you just get totally sidetracked and you start thinking about something totally unrelated and then you realize you have not listened to a word that that person has just said. Well, we can live our entire lives that way, never truly listening to what's going on around us, not truly listening to our own lives and what our lives are trying to tell us, not really listening to the universe. What is the universe trying to tell us? What is God trying to tell us? So a silent retreat is a time to simply sit and listen, to quiet the noise, to quiet the mind, Perhaps get a word of wisdom, perhaps be filled, or perhaps it is simply about emptying ourselves and just being. Rather than always doing, we just sit and we become more comfortable with who we are, that we take up space, that we are a living being that has intrinsic value and worth. See, you are worthy and loved just because you are a human being. There's nothing you have to do to earn approval, including your own. So sometimes just sitting with yourself, getting to know yourself, and trying to love yourself for who you are is the first step in actually being able and willing to to create any type of meaningful change in your life. Well, as I have already said, I do have a full life. Um, We have four kids in the house now. We actually had five kids in the house for a couple years there, but our adopted daughter um, has graduated high school now, and she's going to college soon and so it, anyway it's just bets back to a family of six but still um, din- the dinner table is just one example where I, sometimes I can't really keep up with what's being said I can I just have to focus on how many people are actually talking or making noise of some sort right now and it's typically two or three at the same time uh, so I'll try to figure out okay who else talking and does who doesn't have an ear to listen to I'll try to t- listen to that person but uh, it, it is a struggle for me uh, t- because I do like space for my my thoughts and I, I do like to sit in silence so I 
started a new routine. And it was right around the same time that I signed up for this silent retreat. Um, so it was a, a month or two before the retreat, I decided I needed to sit daily with silence. So now I, I set an alarm way earlier than I ever used to do. And it's just so that I can wake up before anyone else in the house wakes up. And it, this is truly a challenge because even on the weekends, uh, my boys, some of them, they just love to rise at like 6.30 in the morning. It's ridiculous. But so I have tried to figure out what time can I, do I need to get up in order to have some time to sit. And I typically do read something first, um, like a devotional email that I get or um, or a book that I'm that I'm reading, or a little devotion, or or Bible verse, but really, it's about this. I set 20 minutes as as for my timer, and I'm focusing on my breath, and I am noticing where my mind is going, but whatever thoughts come, I just try not to stay too attached to those. I just try to. Let them come and go in the same way that my breath comes in and goes out. I can let my thoughts come and go. And after a while of doing this daily, I started to realize some, sometimes things would come up, uh, certain thoughts that I did need to remember and I wanted to do something about. So now part of my habit is after I finish these, this 20-minute sit in the early morning, I write in, in a journal and as I've continued to do this and as I've realized what is helpful to me and what is my work to do, another part of this has become to, in, in part of my journaling, to come up with affirmations. So an affirmation is not just saying, uh, I wish to do this or I hope to, uh, that th- things were better because that kind of focuses on uh, the lack. It kind of focuses on what's missing. An affirmation is actually recognizing uh, something that is true, and maybe you want it to be more true. Uh, like like today, you know, I, I want to be more confident in who I am and in, in my own, uh, you know, self, being willing to, to speak up and share, you know, my thoughts and opinions when, when the time arises rather than, than, than um, you know, not being brave enough to to be vulnerable. So I say an affirmation like I am courageous or I am uh, brave or my thoughts and and feelings matter or I have people in my life who care enough to want to know more about how I'm feeling and thinking. Um, It can be any number of of ways to say that same thing, but, but it, it changes throughout the day of what, what I'm thinking, what I'm feeling, maybe what I want to focus on. But here I am again, filling the space with a lot of words. Of course, I realize it's a podcast. If I was to sit, come on here <laughs> on, on this podcast and say, okay, this is a podcast about silence. Let's sit here in silence for 20 minutes. Um, some of you, I doubt many of you would do it. I doubt many of you would sit and listen to my um, dead air, dead space. Uh, 
but the, the funny thing about it is there is so much more to say about silence than I will ever get around to even uh, speaking. I know a little bit of the research, but more is always being done and coming out of just the benefits of a meditation practice. And I'm talking about in every possible area of life imaginable. Um, health workers are, are encouraging this to decrease stress. Um, you know, this is, is something that is actually having a positive effect on our lives. You can find books written in every corner of every marketplace. Thinking about thinking about leadership and business uh, or productivity. There are people that say uh, sitting in silence, clearing your mind, actually makes you a more productive worker when it comes time to do work. And this makes a lot of sense too because so much of our, especially if we work with our with our minds, you know, if we have like a, a mental job where we have to come up with ideas or be creative or you know write anything, uh, and this is this is a lot of people. As soon as you get off track, if you get distracted, and we have distractions in our in our pockets and on our computers and the 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 device same devices that we use to help us do our jobs are the same devices that distract us from our jobs and it takes like 15 minutes sometimes to once our th- thought has been derailed to come back to what we are trying to, to do and to focus on and we get distracted just every minute of every single day so working our minds basically practicing sitting with our thoughts and letting them go, refocusing over and over and over again. That is the work. It, it is a lot like going to the gym. When you're doing a bicep curl at the gym, you are actually affecting that muscle. You're, you're, you're breaking it down in order to make it stronger. Well, the same thing is true with our, our practicing silence and, and, and meditation what we are doing is noticing quicker and quicker when our mind has wandered, when a new thought has popped in, and we get better and better at recognizing it, either recentering on uh, a certain uh, thing that we're focusing on. Maybe that's our breath. Maybe it's an affirmation. Maybe it's a word. Maybe it's a, a, a you know a, real, a short phrase. It could be anything. Thomas Merton teaches this as centering prayer. And this is this has been around uh, for a while, but this way of doing contemplative prayer is just so uh, helpful for us to be mindful and attentive and to be made empty in order to be filled up because you can't add anything to a full cup so that's another reason why we need silence we've got every once in a while to wash our cup out so that we can contain something new
Now, I want to say something, especially in light of what's going on in our world right now. As I am recording this, we we just recently this week celebrated the birth of our my country, the United States. The 4th of July is when we celebrate uh, our independence. And yet, just over the weekend, I mean, there has been mass shooting after mass shooting after mass shooting. And yes, I would agree with those who would say to be silent about all of these things is wrong. It's probably a sin, even, if I could go to, to use that word. But that doesn't mean we should cut out all silence in our life. As a matter of fact, I think if more people took time to process what's going on, we might be able to think a little more clearly. We might be able to come together a little more easily for practical solutions. Obviously, other countries have figured this out, and and we have not. And I realize it's complicated. Anything dealing with politics is always complicated. But at the same time, this should not be... This should not be. And it should not be so hard... To, to get movement on on some more basic gun control laws. Now I realize it's it's more than that, right? It's it's mental health. It's it's all the things, right? I mean, we we've got to be better at loving our neighbors, and that's that's it. I mean, there's a reason why that's that's pretty much what religion is all about is those who are truly spiritual, those who truly have been able to connect with God, have a connection with their greater power, they realize that we are not here just for ourselves. We're not here to just get what we can. We are here to love each other and to take care of each other. And as Jesus taught, even to love our enemies. Now that work of loving our enemies, that work of loving ourselves We can do that work in silence. And perhaps that's part of what needs to happen, is we need to retrain our brains to not see people as, you're a good guy, you're a bad guy. But to to train our brains to see human beings as human beings, loved by God, a child of God, knit together in in their mother's womb and and the things that drive us to do awful things it is evil in the world and it's not just choosing evil to be evil it's that i i know that there has been there's there's layers and layers of evil surrounding these these events um and it is baffling. It's 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 hard to comprehend, and maybe we we can't and shouldn't even try to figure it all out. And silence is not the only answer, by any stretch of the means. Obviously, it could be hurtful if we are silent in the midst of such awful atrocities going on. But we also have to take care of ourselves 
in order to be able to take care of each other. Taking 20 minutes out of our day to just be and to feel the love of God, to know that we are loved and that nothing else matters. Perhaps that gives us the confidence to, to do more good in the world, to say the things that need to be said with, with courage, even if it might hurt someone's feelings because they have a different political view of the world. It, it's okay. You know, we can love them too. And we can say, I, I see you as a brother, a sister. I want to work with you to make the world a better place. Silence with others is also even harder. Part of this retreat, we had lunch together. We had uh, opportunities to be around one another and yet still be silent. And at first, when you're in a group of people and you're being silent, it, it feels strange. You know, you're used to talking, making small talk, finding out more about each other, just, just to fill that space with something. But maybe it's because I'm pretty introverted, but I really found it freeing to to know that during this meal, we're going to sit with one another, but we're not going to say anything. We're just going to enjoy the food, enjoy the, each other's presence, but we don't even have to know what the other person's thinking in order to enjoy each other's presence and enjoy the food. It truly felt like a holy meal every time I sat down to eat in silence. It felt like we were praying the whole time. And that was a, that was a cool feeling for me. Now, I realize some, some people who are very extroverted and very talkative would have a really, really difficult time with this. Um, but I guess I'm, I'm curious about uh, folks who tend to be like that. I'm... I'm I'm wondering, is there a reason why you have to fill the silence? Is there a reason why silence is awkward to you? It, are there things that you're worried might actually come to mind that you don't know how to process, that you don't know what, how to deal with, and you just don't want to? I think that's a legit concern because... That is something that silence tends to do. It, it, it kind of stirs up the, the waters a little bit and it, it gets a little murky at times. It gets a little muddy because we do remember hard things in our life. Maybe things that we've not processed fully. Maybe things that we've not grieved fully. Uh, maybe memories that come up that haunt us. Staying curious is a huge part of this because if you can, rather than be afraid, say, huh, that's interesting. Isn't, isn't that interesting? I wonder, I wonder what's behind that. I wonder what I'm afraid of. I wonder what would happen if I sat with this feeling until it goes away or if I continued to dig beneath these feelings and thoughts and examine these thoughts. How many of these thoughts are 
based on something I thought years ago, but if I actually revisit it, maybe I have a new perspective now. This work is the ongoing process for our entire lives. Um, we won't get to a point where we've got it all figured out. And I think that's the whole point of my podcast, really. Um, but what helps me is to have some personal practices where I can at least a little bit every day remember who I am as, as best as I can figure out. <laughs> but, but to know and have confidence that the fact that I am here means God, the universe, has some type of plan for me. And I am not separate from the universe. I am not just a wave in the ocean, but I am part of the ocean in the same way that a wave is. I'm not just an individual in this crazy world. I am a part of this world. I am a part of this whole universe. I'm a living creature in an ecosystem of living creatures. And just remembering that for 20 minutes changes how you view the world. Because if I am a part of this whole ecosystem, the choices I make affects others and the good that I can bring to the world is not just for good feelings. It's, it's, it's because we have an obligation. We, we're here for a reason. And we don't just avoid evil in order to not get in trouble, but because to, to do evil to, to a, one other person is, is doing evil to ourselves. We're, we're connected. We're the same. We're a part of the same thing. A lot of, a lot of being in silence for me has been tapping into what is it that I truly need and how many of those needs are actually already here. How much of my searching, how much of my longing is for something that I already have? This deeper connection with myself, with my family, with God, with others, with friends. I mean, it's already there. I just have to remember and acknowledge and then live out of that reality. I can't remember who said it, but and I and I apologize because I'm just talking off the cuff here. But someone said the way to change the world is to change your mind, and I think that is probably one of the biggest reasons why we need silence in our lives, because. Science is even showing us that we can change our brains by contemplative prayer and meditation, that we actually can rewire things 
that have been wired a certain way for years. Sitting in silence, having these affirmations, um, cognitive behavioral technique is one of one way that this has um, shown itself in, in coaching and in within in therapy. They uh, can be cognitive behavioral therapy or cognitive behavioral technique. Basically, what it means is our thoughts is is really what shapes our world and how we experience the world. So if you say there was an event that took place and you have a judgment about that event, that it's good or bad, well, say another person has a different judgment about that event. And maybe, you know, to them, they're happy that that happened. And to you, you're upset that that happened. Well, why is that? Can, can, can an event both be good and bad, happy and sad at the same time? Well, actually, the reality is it's neutral. The meaning is brought to it when we put our thoughts, when we put our uh, judgments and, and thinking around that, that event. So if we can change our thinking, we can change our perceiving, we can change how we feel, we can change how we experience life. Now, I'm, again, I'm not saying we turn a hard heart to the evil and injustice of the world. Not at all. But no matter what happens, we can still figure out how to love people including our enemies, including people wrapped up in evil, we can separate them from evil and say this is awful, terrible evil, but this person is just so misguided. They're just on the wrong track, but they they are loved and they are lovable and they can, by the grace of God, also experience a change of mind, a change of heart, a change of life. See, we have to believe that change is possible. And if we don't even think that it's possible, we're not even going to try. Perhaps sitting in silence and challenging our own thinking about growth needs to be one of our first steps. If we could imagine a new version of ourselves that, that did things differently, then we can, we can grow and change and do things differently. Because if we can imagine it happening, we can, we can even make a plan and, and, and do it and make it happen. I'm sure I'll be talking about this on future podcasts, but that's exactly what I've been doing this year. I got into running over over the last couple years and I just keep setting new goals for myself, things that I've never done before, things that I didn't think I could do. Last October I ran a half marathon faster than I ever thought I could. As a kid with asthma growing up, I I could barely run a whole mile. This year I decided I was going to run a marathon. And so I signed up for this thing and I had a plan. I knew that I could take a plan one day at a time. I didn't actually know for sure if I could run a marathon, but I had this app, I had the training program figured out, and I knew 
every day that I could take one step toward that goal. And I did end up running a marathon uh, back in May. And even though I actually still had the stomach bug, I'd still finished, uh, which is a a, a whole other story for another time. And I'm sure I'll share that eventually. But for now, brothers, sisters, siblings, I just want to encourage you to make space for silence in your life. It, it may be really weird at first. It may be strange. You, you might want to find an app that maybe does some guided meditation at first but uh, or, or figure out a, a way to do some centering prayer, which is really about focusing on a certain um, topic, a word, a phrase. It could even be a visual. It could be something that you're looking at. And it, it, it's just simply taking your thoughts back to that thing. Whatever you're centered on, whatever you're grounded on, when you, when you start to drift, whenever you float away, just find that anchor and throw it back in and, and be, be grounded again. And honestly, the distractions are the work. Now, I've known this to be true now, and this is true with with ministry as well. The distractions are the work. The distractions are why you're here. It's You're not always going to sail through life with no distractions. Uh, now, not, not all distractions are good, obviously, but if it's a person, if it's a person in need, if it's someone who you can show love to, that distraction... It's part of why you're here. So I'm not here to tell you what to do, but I just want to encourage you to try silence. If it's if it's something you've been running from, if it's something that you're scared of, maybe sit with that and wonder why. Are, have you been stuck in a in some ruts lately with your thinking? Maybe you you've been wanting to make some goals, but you just feel complacent. You just feel just in the down place. That's okay. It really is okay. And part of silence is starting with just acknowledging where you are and knowing that that is okay. So I hope that your life is full of good things, but I hope that you can make time to get away from it all just for like 20 minutes. And out of that time, come up with some affirmations that really speak to your heart, really encourage you and to remind you of what a great person you are, what gifts you have to bring to the table that no one else has. And maybe that's hard for you to believe, but it's true. And maybe you need to sit with that until you believe it because it is true. And once you believe that, then you can fully engage all of these gifts and share them with others. And you will be making the world a better place. Thank you for listening. Thank you for joining me. And thank you for being a part of this journey of still figuring it out. I'm still-